Come now, my darling, and step back in time with me for a spell. Back to when the wild things, they were not for sale. And what was sacred had not yet been forgotten. Hi everybody, I am Lady Stars on Fire. My real name is Michelle Espinosa, and I am here with Mr. Hill Hippie. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the Samhain episode of Otherland Dreams. We are here to exceed and meet your darkest desires. Everything that is deep within you spiritual related we will find and we will hi how you doing i'm gonna say a bit dramatic there aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> i was like well alrighty then uh, we're 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 having a dramatic episode of other lynching <laughs> so yeah well i guess it would be a little bit dramatic because you know for one we're going live for two i found Maybe. out when i got here <laughs> We were going live, <laughs> and Mr. Hill Heppy is trying to take care of some funky junk over there on the boards that I ain't even going to pretend to act like I understand. <laughs> so anyway, tonight we're going to be talking about Sawin, but if you see, I'm picking up my phone. Sawin? I'm only, I'm, I'm picking it up only because I'm trying to make sure I can post it to my page here on Facebook real fast so that we can get on with the show. Yeah, 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 you'll love it. Not you. <laughs> my problem is I need my goddamn uh Go get him real fast. Go get him. I'm out because it doesn't look like we're doing what we need to be doing. So I said go get him real fast because yeah, I'm not seeing us on Facebook yet. Yeah. So anyway. So you'll you'll um the ones who <laughs> eventually will have it together today. <laughs> Is what I'm trying to get at. So anyway, let me get on with it. The idea of the show today is Samhain. Now, um, there are many different cultures that celebrate Halloween, and they have different names that they give to it and so forth. The one we're mainly going over right now is Samhain. Um, God damn it. Okay, good luck. Which means I'm just that. letting him have a moment. Really, really quick. I need to write this shit down. So that I know we're good. That's a good idea. We need to make a... On top of the fact, I'm just trying to make sure that you guys can hear me. Years. Not the conversation going on. It feels like years. A little bit of a confusion. (laughs) (laughs) Who was the first one to say that? Me. Okay. Anyway. If I sit here and wait forever, we'll be waiting all day. So... I do want to be in the chat room. I am bringing up... Tonight's show is all about Samhain. How's that? And there are different, you know, uh, cultures that call it different uh, names and have different situations. uh, We're not going to go over all of them tonight. We're mainly going over the Celtic. 
touch base on a little bit of other stuff. And I have a little bit of a story if we have time to get into it as well. I did not pull up information for the holiday itself as far like the colors or your oils or your herbs. I mean, everybody pretty much touches base on them and you can find that stuff. If you are not already inclined to knowing that information, you can find it. In many different ways. I mean, you can look it up and Google it and, you know, find different rituals to do. And, you know, that will go what's best for you in your own, I want to say, spiritual culture, spiritual religion, how it is that you're feeling soulfully it is meant for it to be. You can pick up all of that information and you can Google it. You can find stuff on Pinterest, but I will always tell you, you know, well, they're still mumbling over there and I don't want to really get into the show so much so that I'm not taking it away from what they're trying to fix since, like I said, we were supposed to be going live. Um, I would say, you know, go with what you know. Uh, don't just take somebody else's spells, somebody else's rituals and stuff like that and hope that you pull this shit together and then it works for you. Because when you're coming into ritual work or your own soulfulness and something like Samhain is a very powerful time of dealing with the dead, dealing with spirit in general, make sure that it's going with, you know, what you already know, what you trust. And what I'm saying by that is, is I'll use... Um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to say go with the things that you have learned spiritually work for you as far as uh, for me when I try to make when, when I do certain things for me I know lavender has to do with healing so I'm not going to add lavender to something that's protection. You see what I'm saying? Uh, I'm saying, you know, you know what your little tweaks are of what works for you. Like for me, I liked when I, many people sage their home and what I will do, I copal it more than I sage it. I don't smudge, you know, with white sage. I do use it, but for me, it's more of, I use copal. That's my go-to. So what I'm saying is, is don't just pick up other people's rituals and stuff along that line, especially if you're doing, you know, uh, Samhain or any kind of rituals that you may want to pick up. I'm saying, you know, make sure that you're going with the things that you know, the things that you trust, the things that you intuitively feel is right. Don't just take some crap you found off of Pinterest or something that you found on Google and let me go with that willy-nilly because, I mean, this is a very powerful time in energy and if you don't know what you're getting into... It's on you for what you bring to you. Let me put it to that to you that way. Um, this can be a very glorious, wonderful time, but it's Halloween too, and a lot of people like to put that with the scary stuff and the weird stuff, and then they want to get a little crazy and start atta attaching it to all that other shit. Hey, man, I was babbling while you guys were babbling. Was I judging you in no. any way, shape, or what fucking it was, form? It was the look that you were giving me like, seriously, this is where we're going. I was finding something to babble about so that I could wait until you were ready to get into the show. <laughs> hey, look, man. We're here. We're doing the show. We're making it happen. <laughs> Stop throwing attention behind the curtain. Nobody wants to... Everybody... Everybody knows about the Wizard of Oz. Nobody wants to see what goes on behind the fucking scenes. Nobody wants to know what I'm doing over here. It's kind of creepy. <laughs> Nobody knows. Nobody wants to know. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. 
Nobody <laughs> knows my sorrow. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I was like, see, with the whole nobody knows, I had to throw that out there. <laughs> All right, hold on one second. I'm going to put this on one of my groups so that I know it's been out. And then I'm going to jump right back into the show. But since we are going live, let me try to get a couple of that live mean real fast. We are live? Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm trying to be talking about. Well, okay, and well, everything else. Stop trying to talk about it and talk about it. I love you too. All Kiss right. my ass. We're such a happy, loving friendship. I know. Uh, anyway. let's see, uh, we're, <laughs> which one here are we going with? Uh, nope, already done that one. We're going to go with. Oh, yep, that one. That way we got another background behind you. Oh, wait. I don't have any from the one I'm seeing. Oh, okay. <laughs> now I see. I have a great big moon behind me. <laughs> and two people on my shoulder. I don't know what to tell you about that. <laughs> Stop inviting assholes into the studio. <laughs> All right. So let me go back to where we really were really planning on talking about since I was babbling for a little bit. I wanted to talk about Samhain in general, and um, you can get a lot of what I'm going to discuss because I did not pull everything off of this website, but you can go to newgrange.com. This is where a lot of this information came from, and you can look it up yourself, you know, because I'm sure Hillary's going to throw some things out at me or question me according to what I'm pulling off of here. That's what he Probably. does. Probably. Yeah, that's what he does. So, <laughs> um... But typically, I mean, in general, millions of children and adults participate in the fun of Halloween on the night of October 31st. Few will be aware of the ancient Celtic roots, which is called Samhain, the Samhain Festival. Samhain. I always get that thrown off because when I look at it, I mean, it's got an M in it. So I'm like, it doesn't ever look like it's going to be what it's going to be anyway. I'm not saying that that makes any bit of difference. It's just when I look at it, I'm like, Sam Hain. This is what I want to call it. Yeah, based Sam on Hain. English, it would be Sam Hain. But no, it's in the uh, the way it's pronounced is Samhain. Well, I cannot be responsible for not knowing other languages that I am stupid to. I have studied them. And that's what I have been there I'm for. not. <laughs> Sound. <laughs> no, I'm saying I know what it's called. I just and, and there, can't help it. My mind a, that it's like no. There is actually uh, there is actually a slight difference in pronunciation. Sawin, but Sawin is the most accepted pronunciation. Okay. Sawin or Sawin, Sawin is the most accepted. Or you could call it Halloween if you can't get either of that right. But it's not the same goddamn thing. <laughs> How uh, Halloween is not sowing. Come on, okay, man. What I'm How many of your neighbors have ever lit a gigantic bonfire? No, and I don't mean to put the put the ritual, the ancestral belief, and all of it incorrectly. And I I don't mean to you know do any disrespect by it, but what I am saying is is a lot of people over here in the United States who haven't gotten correct with their roots, you know, or the roots of the holiday versus you know where it would be according to culture that they would relate it to, you know, the United States calls it Halloween. 
Yeah. And it's, I'm gonna leave it at that. That's based on the uh, Christian uh, Christianized version. I know we're gonna come into it. that too. Okay, but you know, so there are you know thousands of people that you know celebrate it every year without being really aware of the ancient roots of the holiday or the festival. Yeah. <laughs> In Celtic Ireland, hey, my picture just disappeared. Come back, picture. I'm sorry. <laughs> Over 2,000 years ago, Samhain was the division of the year between the light and the dark. The new year. Yes. Yes. It was, you know, the showing the summer versus the winter. It was the split down the middle. I'm waiting for you to say something there. Well, if you want to go this, for the split down the middle, that would be the... Uh... The equinox, I'm, so, I'm sorry, the solstice that we had on June 21st where you had the uh, the defeat of the holly king, uh, the uh, oak king over the holly king. That would be the true split of the year. It's, I don't yeah, see. Yeah, because that would be, yeah, but the way they're splitting, what they mean is the split of summer versus winter. Again, anyway. I, you know, I'm, I based what I said based off that information. No, I don't see. Samhain as a split of the winter over the summer. It's a, uh, it's the be fall because let's face it. It's not a split. It's the beginning of the new year. So how do you have a split at the beginning of something that lasts for the entire season? Dude, I'm just pulling from the shit that's right here. <laughs> <laughs> do better research. No, I'm not. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to get into other important pieces you, you, of the stuff. <laughs> and I'm not going to let you give bad fucking research. I'm not giving bad research. I'm giving you basically what I'm pulling. It's it's what I'm what I'm finding is showing the difference of that. And but what I'm trying to get at is it's the division of the world and the other world and the thinning of the spirits where they pass through. This is where they always consider it to be the veil that is thinning. Uh, you know, the veil does thin at this time of year. Yes. Doesn't mean that's it's only really a, where I was trying to head to. <laughs> doesn't mean it's a, at the half point of the year. It means it's the split of the full year. The new year. Okay. <laughs> the family ancestors were honored, and then the harmful, harmful spirits were tried to be warded off. And I say tried because you never are 100% sure. Okay, your average person, yeah, you're right. Yeah, but even for us who are mediums, who, you know, are really into our spiritual work, things find a way of creeping up that you didn't know were there. That's yeah, all I'm saying. Yeah, but you can get rid of them for a short period of time. Mm -hmm. If there's persistent ones, you can get rid of them. They may come back, but it doesn't mean you can't get rid of them for a short period of time so you know that... <sighs> Fuck, all right, I ain't got to deal with that shit right now. <laughs> okay, but the idea of the costumes were originally a disguise because they were disguising themselves from the harmful spirits by avoiding them by acting as if they were one of them. So this is where the costumes originally came from. The bonfires and food pl uh, played a large part of the festivals. The slaughtering of the livestock cast into the communal fire. Household fires were extinguished and started again from the bonfires. Fire. Because they would bring that fire from the bonfire home 
and relight their fire. Right. So it was bringing that very energy of the bonfire home to protect the home throughout the whole winter. Mm-hmm. And a lo- what a lot of people don't understand is the Yule fire and the Yule log has been lit from the Samhain fire. And it's an important. A lot of people, I mean, depending on how deep you are into your truth of your spiritual nature and, you know, your rituals and 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 the foundation that you build it upon because a lot of people, you know, as they're coming into, I don't even want to say paganism. I want to say into whatever it is soulfully that they're being drawn to because like I said, some people find it as sawing and Hindu, they have a different name for it, but it's the same thing. You know, um, they're the, what I'm Shanti. I, I don't remember. It was, it's in here later um, in okay. my notes. But um, what yeah. I'm trying to get at is is it's important to understand that the fire that is being brought home to relight the fire of the home is a protectional device for the whole winter. Mm-hmm. Instead of, I just let a fire. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's important for them to realize there's, there's I made a, a depth. thing. Yeah, there's a depth to it um and it's important for you to have put out the pre-fires so that you didn't add it to the new you're having the new fire right for the whole time and in that time and age it was a fire they didn't want to let go out all winter right it's not like they had heat like we do now right you couldn't just go over <laughs> there and just like oh hey, oh it's cold in here let me uh, let me adjust the thermostat no it was that fire that they lit at Samhain that would light, uh, keep them warm throughout the entire cold season. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so, I mean, the idea of the fire was incredibly important. I mean, and the whole celebration itself was important and understanding it. It wasn't just some willy-nilly, let, let's light a fire and yay. You know, I mean, there was depth to it soulfully for protectional healing and life it wasn't uh we got some bear let's light a fire right it was it wasn't about warmth it was about warmth but it was way more than just warmth exactly yeah i mean like you said today in this society that we have for the most part in many places of the world it's not going over it Turning the thermostat on and off. <laughs> I mean, that's it, not going to give the same idea. <laughs> right. You know, there's a lot of places in this planet that don't worship to the god of room temperature the way that we do here in the United States. <laughs> but, yeah, I wanted to make sure, like I, there, like I said, when I was babbling on in the beginning, I mean, there are certain rituals and stuff that were you know, apply to you and some don't. And it really depends on you entering your true soulfulness as to where you are on your soulful journey. Don't just take other people's shit and hope that you made it work out because that's exactly what you're doing if you're doing other rituals and other uh, spells and stuff because this is, at this time of year, is very powerful for the maturing growth of any of this. But if you're taking something from somebody else and you're just, let me wrap all that shit together and do this stuff, then, you know, and you're not really concrete on what you're creating. Right. Heaven forbid that you don't know what you're doing and then you're responsible for what you created we're all responsible for what we create which is why condoms are important 
<laughs> yes, yes, they are. Okay. But Christianity incorporated the honoring of the dead into the Christian calendar as All Saints Day or All Hallows. <laughs> On November 2nd, followed with Mios the, de Muerta. Followed with the soul with all souls on November second. The wearing of costumes. Cost costumes? What are costumes? I want to know what costumes are. Wait, 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 wait. Well, it's coming out with condoms, and that's why. What? What are costumes? <laughs> what the fuck is a costume? I don't know what a costume is. Somebody please help me in the chat room with what a costume is. Please help me, uh, please help me, listeners. What the fuck is a costume that she's talking about? It was still meant to ward off spirits <laughs> for the Halloween costumes. And masks, not condoms. <laughs> You're the one I'm going so... with condoms. You said costumes. I know, I but... want to know what a costume is. <laughs> I well, see, that's what was actually in my head. It's just the word. I've been having oh, so, word vomit so, problems all day, so you and th- I'm blaming it on Margaret. So you're, shut so up. you're thinking about condoms. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. That's where we're going to leave it. <laughs> okay, but yes, the uh, Christians brought the idea of the costume. See, here we go again. I can't talk. I'm done. Brought it over. They can. They continued it in their own level with keeping All Hallows Day, All Saints Day, all Souls Day, and they brought it into their religion, and the Irish immigrated to when I, when the Irish immigrated to America, they brought it over in the 19th century, making it even larger, more or less. And we're gonna leave that because I don't want to spend all of my time on this. And Hindu, and I'm not even gonna try to pronounce what I'm being given as the proper festival, but they have their own festival. And it's the festival of the lights that um, occurs at the same time as Samhain. And it is also considered the new year as Samhain, as Samhain marked the Celtic's new year calendar. I'm gonna learn how to talk one day. I'm so glad he's not here to pick on me because he walked out of the room. Okay. Uh, the festival of Samhain marked the end of the Celtic year and the beginning of the new one. And as such can be seen in their New Year's Eve festival. So this has to do with how why they saw this as such a big time. Like I said, this wasn't just, you know, Halloween for them. This was their year end, their year beginning. And this was also the promise of the new year that had to do with that bonfire and what they brought home from the fires of the bonfire. We have seen how the Celts behaved that, I mean, believed that the night and the day of the festivals took place all, I mean, it would take place all day and sometimes several days, technically. There, There's no doubt that the festival was the most important of the four Celtic festivals. Samhain was the cultural time of the year loaded by the symbolic significance of the pre-Christian Irish. 
da 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 where was I? I'm wanting to get, okay. But this is where I wanted to take this one because a lot of us have heard the stories that we know. A lot of us have a clue of what it's from and then we just celebrate Halloween however we celebrate it here in the United States. Whether we're actually bringing it to the Celtic side of things, the Hindu side of things, the Day of the Dead. I mean, there's so many different views of it. But when I was pulling off of this website was and I can't pronounce it properly, but they were talking about the uh, mounds where the festival was most known to be at. The Barrows. Well, it's... I'm going to spell it to you because I know I'm going to butcher it. And I meant to look it up, but I got sidetracked. T-L-A-C-H-T-G-A. Okay, hang on. Let me write that down real quick. Say that again. T L A C H T L A C H T G G A A. Flocks. How? Hang on. Uh, uh, mind you, I'm still learning my Gaelic. That's why I didn't try. <laughs> it looks to me like clog. Clog? Tlog. 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 I'm trying to say it. Tlog. 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 Because I'm going to actually probably say it a couple times, so I'm trying to make sure that I'm not butchering it for anyone over there who oh, is listening. I'm, I'm probably am. I'm, like I said, I'm still learning. But at least to... we're trying. <laughs> I'm tr I am. Tr honestly, I've spent time trying to learn Gaelic. <laughs> But two hills that were associated with the Samhain in the Celtic and Celtic Ireland was Tlog and Terra. Tlog was located in lo, Tlog was the location of the Great Fire Festi Festival, which began on the eve of Samhain. Terra was also associated with Samhain. However, it was the secondary to Tlog in this respect. And the reason I brought this up in the beginning is you may want to go back and look at that website because it was showing you some images of like of the little mounds of where they still ha where they still have pictures of it. Yeah, the barrows. Yeah. So I mean I mean in in one sense it just gives you the image, but I mean it brings it brings it home a little bit more when you can see a place as to where it was the rituals were done right versus just me bullshitting and talking to you and uh, you know i mean when you can actually look into it it gives you more of a feel for the energy is what i'm trying to get at like what's behind you now yeah and then boo fire <laughs> 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 but the entrance passage is the entrance passage to the mound of the hostages on the hill of Terra is aligned with the rising sun around Solon. The mound of the hostages, <laughs> which, like I said, you can look this up on that website, is four hundred and fifty thousand. 4,500 to 5,000 years old. All right. Um, and I was finding as I was getting into this, this was a little bit more interesting to me than your typical, let me talk about the holiday, because it got, brought it back to a little bit more graphic, more 
right down to the spot. Mm-hmm. At least for me, it did. Um, suggesting that the salmon was celebrated long, this suggests the salmon was celebrated long before the Celts even arrived in Ireland about 250 years ago. Okay. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. That's where I was waiting for him to come in. <laughs> so, 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 if it was celebrated before the Celts arrived, who was celebrating it? That's the whole point. Their, their idea is saying that the Celts continued it. From But that's the point. We don't know who prior to that. So, therefore, we can't make that statement that it's been celebrated before the Celts arrived because there's no evidence that uh, there was anyone there before the Celts. But at the same time, there is evidence of stuff all over the planet that you still can't find. Yeah, Ireland... You haven't necessarily found it yet. That doesn't make it not true. It doesn't make it not true. But England and Ireland, there is no evidence of pre-existing cultures prior to the arrival of the current people that live there. In fact, there is a mythology uh, with the Tuatha de Duanan that talks about the arrival of the Celts on Great Britain and Ireland. Uh, so, I mean, there's nothing to say that there's there was a pre-existing culture there. I mean, no runes. No artificial, uh, no uh, artificial, no uh, uh, no artifacts that have been found. There's nothing to say that these people would have been there before. So we, that's a statement that cannot accurately be made. You can say, well, in my belief, I there's a possibility that there was people there before the Celts arrived, and they might have believed this. But again, with the Tuatha de Dunlan and uh, history and uh, origin stories, you really can't say that anything was there beforehand because there's, again, there's no physical proof and there's an origin story. I'm not saying that there is or there isn't. I'm saying the idea that there's a possibility that there was and you will never know that because you weren't alive. Oh, there's a poss- uh, there's an idea and a possibility that a fucking monkey's gonna pop out of my ass and grant me five wishes, but that doesn't make it true. I'm just, all I'm saying is, is what I'm pulling out of here is talking about these two mounds, and I found them interesting enough because it's not something that is your normal conversation. So I thought that I would bring it up because it's, we've done a Sawin show before, you know, and I wanted to make sure I was doing a different Sawin show. And I, did and, you, did you listen to it today? No. I did. Well, my whole point, yeah, and it was about the stuff that I was speaking about in the beginning. I knew what I had pulled most of it off of, bringing it to, you know, the different rituals and some of that that stuff that you could use at that time of year. But if we were going into the Celtic look, the Celtic mythology, the Celtic idea, I was like, well, let's go for it. I mean, if it goes back beyond what maybe even they say, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not putting down the Celtic religion, I'm saying maybe they even picked it up themselves. I'm saying every everything we've picked up, we've picked up from somewhere. Not even if we can't go no. back and create that and, and no, no, completely... No, 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 no. Incorrect. No, not I every, still disagree Not with you. everything was picked up from somewhere. Something was created at one point or another. 
And that's a story here that I'm trying to get to that says why it was created. And I, well, you were saying <laughs> that it was picked up, not created. I believe in the history of the Celts in Ireland and England that it was created, not picked up. But what I'm saying is, is all of our spirituality and truth comes from someplace much larger than us. Uh, of course, source. And exactly, in source. So in some form or another, whether the Celts necessarily picked this up from their source or they marinated it. Okay, that's one. Uh, picking it up from the source is one thing. Saying that they picked it up from people that might have been there before them. All I'm saying I is the mound a, is there and people think that it was prior used. That. I got a big problem with that. Just based on... Because you want you want fact, you're the type that you want fact for everything. That's not necessarily true. Wrong. <laughs> Love you. Wrong. That's not necessarily true. <laughs> you you give me one 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 thing that says that there might have uh, been the ideology that there was someone in Ireland and Great Britain before the Celts. Just one. Show me one thing, and I'll go. Okay, you know what? That makes sense, and I can go with that, and there, there's something to it. But there is nothing there. Now, you go back into uh, Mesoamerica. What do you think I'm trying to read to you right now? Nothing you said, have said has mentioned anything It wouldn't prior. matter because if it fights your opinion, automatically it's wrong. No. That's how you are. Not true. <laughs> I'm sorry. We've covered this in previous episodes with the Tuatho de Dulanen. <laughs> All right, anyway, how do we pronounce that? Tuatha de Duan? No, the other, with the T, lock, lock. Uh, to locked. It was also considered the Hill of Ward. And it was, like I said, it was fairly right next to the Hill of Tara. The earthworks, which are about 150 meters in diameter away from one another, more or less. Um, lock, how do we pronounce it? God damn it. Locked. To locked. Dates from approximately 200 AD and was the location of the Great Fire Festival, which began on the eve of Samhain, Samhain Eve. And lasted until November 1st. Well, Silent Eve is... Yeah, 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 I know. I'm just... I was tongue-tied. But um, the festival probably lasted for several days and was centered around the god Lug. L-U-G-H. Lug, yeah. Yeah, I'm making sure I got it right. Um, it's... It state... It, the site takes the name of... How do I say it again? To log. <laughs> to log. I just can't. When I look at it, I can't even put that in my mouth. <laughs> I can't. I'm sorry. I know. I'll praise myself. When I can't even get my mouth to say that shit. I'm sorry. But it was the daughter of the, dru of the druid <sighs> Mug Ruth who died there giving birth to the triplets. Who had a to problem putting things in her mouth? <laughs> to log is... Clearly visible from Terra, and the fire lit on the eve of Samhain could be seen on Terra. 
um, with the com with the coming of Christianity, the festival was incorporated again into the Christ into the Christian calendar. It into the Christian calendar of remembrance of holy souls. So the Samhain festival of the ancestors retained its its uh, relevance. R e l e v a n c e. Yeah. Okay. Um, the customs of Samhain that didn't fit the Christianity survived as Halloween, more or less. Um, like I said, you can go back and look at, if you want to, look it up. Tara is also clearly visible from the other one, but it is where the Stone Age mound of the hostages is located, aligned with the Samhain. It aligns with Samhain as the sun rises. The following image, I'm sorry, because I have an image here. Da, 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 da. The Samhain sunrise in early November illuminates the chamber of the mound of the hostages on the hill of Tara. So I found that all to be interesting, more or less, and that's why I was bringing it out. Um, the rest isn't important. Let me get to my next thing because I wanted to try to go over a little bit of the story. And I'm going to run out of time because me and he'll help you fight over everything. That's just who we are. Not everything. But a lot of things. That's just who we are. <laughs> it, get, it makes for good listening. <laughs> Polar opposites in a lot of ways. Okay, mythology tells us that when the invaders of Ireland landed, they made their way to Tara. Once they, once there, they were advised by the Druids that they should return to their ships and sail off the shore of the length of nine waves. When, th when they were on the sea of great storms, the great storm arose and which scattered their fleets. The commander of one of the ships was Don. His ship was broken into pieces in the storm and himself and he himself drowned along with 24 of his com uh, comrades. He was buried on the uh, he was he, and then he was buried on the Skellig S K E L L I G Islands. Skellig Skellig Islands. He is the first of the known New Wave invaders to meet their death in Ireland. As such, he became elevated to the status of a god of the dead. From the place of his burial, from the place of his burial, became known as Tekdon, the house of Don. The and. Okay. I thought you were about to go somewhere dirty. No. Okay. And soon became identified with the other world. The Celts were fascinated with the tracking of their ancestor ancestries back as far as they could and identified with their ancestries ancest ancestors all the way back to the gods of their very people. Now the sun at this time, the sun has descended on the realm of the underworld. The forces of the underworld were considered to be 
ascendancy. Say that again. I just uh, hmm. it says the forces of the underworld were in ascendancy. Yeah, okay. This is the way I said it, meaning they were rising, ascending. It's the way that it's written. Okay. I can't help the way they wrote it, but I get what they're saying. And the underworld was rising you, because we are talking about but Halloween. But you can't. Uh, you can't help what you choose to uh, to pick and read. Yeah. Well, and acknowledge that after I said it. So. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> the Lord of the Underworld, you know, undefeated from the control of the sun, now walked the earth and with the traveled all and was traveled all those other creatures of the ghosts, the fairies, and that which is considered to be part of the other world, more mm -hmm. or less. Is this is all coming back to Don and his ship and his comrades that all were deceased mm -hmm. this has to do with these very mounds and that's why i wanted to pull this because i found it was interesting the barrows mm -hmm. the uh, the lord of the dead in the celtic mythology came to be identified as don because it was brought with that don is seen as a returning god who prefers the isolation of the skillets S K E L L I G S. Skellig's. It's that island. And remains aloof from others and from other gods. His name means brown and is associated with the shadowy realm of the dead. Mm hmm. Is there something you want to say about that? No, you're. Trust me, if there was, I'd have said it by now. <laughs> <coughs> But I I, th I found it interesting because it's relating this specific situation to these mounts. And I felt for me, for me to do the show with some kind of meaning to me, even if it doesn't sound like it's coming out because of the way I speak. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it allowed me to put a platform down on the actual meaning that goes with the mounds and the festival itself and the growth and it it allowed me to have roots not just what everybody else says for halloween right and for me that it brought it back to that for me and i wanted to share that because like i said i i always say when i'm telling people to get into their own spiritual truths you know, and follow their own rituals and, and all of that. If there's not some root there, there's not some soulfulness, there's not some heart and soul in what you're doing, they'll stop doing it. You're wasting your fucking time. Because you're doing it for no real depth, no real reason, and it's not really going to make any difference. And I feel, you're not going to get anything out of it. Exactly. And I'm, I'm like, for me, if I really want to connect it, this gave me a place to connect it, to land it. You know, in in my soulfulness, because I mean, I have a lot of, I'm weird. I have a lot of Egyptian. I have a lot of Celtic background. I mean, things that pop up in my life. I have a lot of Hindu, but there's so many different stories. But it's very few and far in between. When something feels like it's like for this specific category, this this is the one. Listen, this is where your soul needs to listen. Right. And for me. When I came across the mounds and a little bit of this story, I was finding it, it, it was pulling into my heart and soul. Now, I'm really god-awful at the way that I speak and tell the story, 
you know what? Bite me. <laughs> but my point is, is that's why I said right off the bat, you could go back to the website and look it up. Because, I mean, it's you can read through it and get, there's so much more than I have time to actually get into anyway. I'm going to leave so much of it out. And I've picked pieces that felt important to me. You know, so that's why I use it. So I would say go back and look it up on the website and, you know, let it run you through and feel how you how your connection is with it. Because it might be so soulful to you like it is to me. But unfortunately, all I can do is put you in the direction and see if you follow. There you go. Uh, solar activity <laughs> continues at a very low, uh, very low levels heading into Wednesday. The northern extension of Corona Hole number 74... Uh, oh, shame on me. Yes. That's the first time that's happened in a long time. Uh, the northern extension of Corona Hole number 74 will begin to face Earth this weekend and could bring a brief solar wind enhancement past our planet. An uptick in geomagnetic, uh, geomagnetic activity may be possible at higher latitudes. More updates to follow whenever necessary. Please uh, pay attention to solarham.net. For more information on coronal hole number 74. Okay, before I get into astrology, I was just saying if you was interested in it, um, and then I forgot to tell you, because even as you know, you don't may not may not want to go all the way back to the beginning of the show to find out what website it was. It was newgrange.com. Um, and you could look it up. It was under Solwyn, more or less, and just read what it had to say, and it might help you, you know. You can at least see the mounds and see what I'm talking about. See if you want to follow that story or not. And see if it fits you, your life, your soul, energy in general, and why not. So, newgrange.com. With that being said, for the 16th through the 22nd. Okay, first off, we all know that we have Halloween coming up. And, or Samhain. And I will say that most of this month is all building its energy to that very date. And it is because of its because of its date of the holiday in general, but it but on a astrology level, it's building to Jupiter and Cirrus coming I think it's within 1 or 2 degrees of each other in Sagittarius. So Cirrus is the threefold theory. It is also where you nurture or you neglect your truths and situations in your life. With it coming close to Jupiter and Sagittarius, I always see Jupiter and Sagittarius as the higher self trying to communicate its truths to you of what you may or may not be listening to. So I feel like this energy of Cirrus coming closer is helping Jupiter to realize what parts of your higher self you're not listening to and you're either nurturing properly or you are incredibly neglecting. And it's coming, this whole month is coming to that Halloween day where it's going to slap you kind of on the head and go, hey, 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 this is what you should be paying attention to. With that being said, though, most of this energy, and I don't care what nobody says, it's, I mean, we have positive energies, but I'm definitely feeling a whole, like, dark night of soul energy that's bringing us to our positivity. <laughs> and I can hear it on the thing. 
I just wanted to let you know. Um, so it's, I, I'm feeling like this energy is a lot of that dark night of soul and we're connecting it to what we've been neglecting or what we're not, what we're neglecting and where we are nurturing it properly or improperly, um, according to what we need soulfully to mature and step into our next level of development. But a lot of this is coming from darker aspects that are definitely popping up. Now, don't forget, Mercury on Halloween Day will also go retrograde, but it's technically in shadow right now. And it's shadow, it's in shadow in Scorpio. Mercury this week and Venus, which are in Scorpio, and you might as well just tie a uh, palace in this energy, is in a grand trine with Lilith and with Neptune and with the North Node. So Lilith is asking you to rekindle your fire. Regather your balls, so to speak. She's asking you to step into your own personal soul fire, your own personal uh, sacral chakra, your own personal how you feel about yourself and warrior. If you feel good about yourself. They're my balls. I'll do with them what I want. She's just saying, make sure that you're placing them in the right place to do what you need to do with them. <laughs> That's what I try to do every day. Every goddamn day. In this energy, though, of this, you have Lilith, which is your inner sexual temptress, your inner sexual demon. But at the same time, she's a very feminine goddess of I will not take no for an answer and I will do as I damn well please it's can be a very positive energy unless you trip it into ego but it can be just enough ego to give you the firepower to stand in your power and realize that your fire is for you it's not for others and that you shouldn't sacrifice for others when you won't even sacrifice for yourself more or less. Love helps you be an ally with this, with this energy. With Neptune here, it's helping you realize that you are creating from the future, I mean, creating from the past, or you're creating into the new. So which one are you creating from? Then it's speaking into, like I said, Mercury's and Scorpio, that universal eighth house, with Pallas, with Mercury and with Venus. This is your sensitivity of the outer world's relationships and the responsibilities within those relationships. So it's kind of like going bing, 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 bing. And it does make you want to point fingers, but at the same time, it's asking you to be responsible for your own part within these relationships. What are the responsibilities within the relationships? What are the duties? What is the rules of the relationships and are the rules set properly? Are they put in their proper place? Are they, you know, are they holding their own? The idea here from Lilith is going, I'm not going to do your job for you, but don't also be putting your job off on someone else. And you're definitely feeling the sensitivities of where you're uncomfortable in this energy because Venus is here. Venus is not about love. She gives you the opportunity to create love, to create charm, but she's also going to show you what you're uncomfortable about. With Mercury being in retrograde on top of Pallas, this is strategic thinking about the negative ego aspect aspects and 
what in that communication isn't quite coming out right because sensitivity is telling you, I don't like this, more or less. And then it's going down to the North Node and coming right back up to Lilith. This is all about going, where are you not speaking up for yourself? Where are you not speaking up for the rules and the relationship? Where are you shying away from your power? And it's time to not do that shit anymore. It's time to put my foot down, put your foot down, you know, and come into that uncomfortable place and say, I'm not, I'm not going to be uncomfortable anymore. I'm not going to take this anymore. And this is what what's going to change and this is how it needs to be and at least bring it into the light so the communication can take place this is considered a trine and it's a water trine so it's all about your emotions and trines are about positive influences and um that can come together but like i said with mercury being in retrograde here in scorpio this is kind of a little bit of a death and a rebirth so there's no part of birth that that's ever comfortable. There's a part of this is a little bit of in pain. And you also have Lilith, Venus, Mercury also having the same conversation with um, Saturn and Pluto, which is saying what I've been saying the whole time. You have Saturn rules, walls, and boundaries. It's the same kind of conversation, just a little bit more of a punch you in your gut for the uh, regeneration of something new to grow and mature. Mm -hmm. So it's asking you to step out of your comfort zone and what within these boundaries, these walls are not working for you and you have to speak up and shift them because this is all about stepping out of your comfort zone right now, finding a deeper level of truth than you're comfortable than it to comfortable with admitting and going, you know, and I'm gonna hang, I'm gonna hang that shit out there for all to see. That's Crazy. kind of what this is. I'm gonna hang that shit out there for all to see, and we're gonna, I'm, I'm not playing this anymore. That's what I'm mainly picking up for the whole month here. I mean, is you have, you have so much energy right now. You have Chiron. You have so which, much shit just hanging out there. You have yes, Crazy. and you should. Crazy. You should. You should be letting your shit fly. <laughs> Phrasing. <laughs> Don't let it flop in a breeze. You'll catch a charge. <laughs> My point is, is the what I'm getting, like you said, is is, and when I did the weekly healing messages, um, and I was doing the video, um, this week, and by all means, please go back and find me on YouTube and and check them out. They're all on the playlist, so just check check out what you're looking for. But, I mean, I was being given the Morgan. I was being given Lilith. I was being given the Angel of Death. All of this energy is about, I'm not going to take it anymore, and I'm going to say I'm going to step out of my comfort zone, and I'm going to make changes happen. But this is definitely coming into a new level of resetting those rules, those walls, those boundaries, so that changes can happen and align you more with your soulful truth. You have Chiron right now, which is in Aries, which is in opposition all week with uh, Mars, which is in Lilith, which is on top of how may or make make, but either way, this is your collective consciousness and the lotus flower. What are they doing up there? It's the name of the... I don't think it's a planet. I think it's a dwarf planet. But it was. Uh, it's on top of the other one? Yeah. 
bound to come wow wow as they as they cross one another. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, Mars is your inner warrior, and Lilith with no, Mars is your inner warrior in Libra right now. It has Haumea in it. It has the sun in it. It has make make in it. This is you're illuminating yourself within this relationship of the, yourself within the, these relationships you have on all levels. You're illuminating your truth, your inner warrior, your inner passion, your inner action. You're stepping forward into your truth, into your collective consciousness. You're acknowledging what needs to be done. Are you stepping out of the lotus flowers, muddy, murky water, and starting to break through? Or are you just going to keep trucking on through that muddy, murky water and hope for change, but not actually stand up to make change? Right. You know what I'm saying? And this is having a conversation with Chiron, the wounded healer in Aries, which is saying, are you going to make changes? This is the alpha taking back its power. I'm going to recreate the alpha. And then it's bringing it back down to independence, which is in retrograde in Taurus. And independence, Uranus, independence, individuality, uniqueness, freedom in Taurus is speaking to you about your self-worth, your self-value, your self-esteem in retrograde. About where you're not creating the beauty, the joy, the life that you want to create. What part of your self-worth, your self-value, and your self-esteem have you not mustered? Have you not been able to pull that together, have that value for yourself to go, no, God damn it, this is not the way it's going to be, and this has to change because I need to recreate my own inner alpha. And it's saying it's time to love yourself enough to stand up for yourself in areas that you're not normally comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And this is more or less what you're feeling this whole month, but this is definitely what we're seeing during this week in general. That independence is also going right up and is fighting the relationships that you have because it's fighting with Mercury and Venus and Palace. So the communication is not necessarily coming out exactly the way you want it to. It can very much be coming out word vomiting. Yeah, Even though, that makes sense. Yeah, it's, it's not getting along with it. That independence is having a problem standing in its power, believing in its power, trusting in its power, and going, I want to communicate this, but I don't know how, kind of like a temper tantrum. <laughs> and, and let me just bluntly say, when I got over here tonight... <laughs> <laughs> my dragon, my spirit guide, I mean, more or less came over here just spitting up green pea soup. So, so then I understand. It's coming into how do we communicate it with the people that are in our lives. And, and not the first time I had to experience it today. So, But that's what I'm saying. This energy is going to be going on, what, I think all week. I'm going to go hide this week. Yeah, it's going on all week. Me and Barry are going to hibernate for about a half, an, uh, a, half a week. <laughs> it's going on. In fact, it's going on. 
It, it, it is shifting a little bit, but it's it's following the sun. So it's following the illumination right up to the Halloween. Not necessarily the communication, but it is definitely following the illumination. So like I said, you have Mercury in retrograde with all of these sensitive energies, and it's telling you what needs to be done. But it's very easy to word vomit it and then accidentally not bring it out with the charm that it may need to make the job get done and it's easier to just spit the green pea soup up and I'm giving you the warning that it's there I've already done it but with that being said that's the end of our show for tonight and like I said please check out my YouTube channel where I do all the videos and I'm going to start start doing the videos for every zodiac sign in um 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 for November and I'll be doing a tarot and an astrology and then you can always find me also at ladystarsandfire.com. Excellent. Anything else you want to say? Nope, other than I love you and have a good night. Uh I would like to say uh suggest all of our listeners to uh please go and consider joining us on patreon.com/etherlanddreams for $1 a month you can see what you've seen tonight. Uh, the full video episodes. We're some. We're usually a little bit better and together than we are tonight. No, we're not. <laughs> no, tonight I couldn't. Okay, I'll shut up. <laughs> there was no problem with the chroma keys. Everything was working great. You know, look at you. You're in front of a gigantic full moon rising. Look at you. <laughs> you and your green ass hair. <laughs> I need a diet to get it. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so please consider joining us on patreon.com slash Uh One dollar a month gets access to all of our full ep uh, video episodes of uh, all of our previous episodes that we've had up until about mid-January is when we started doing the, uh, doing the video. It, it, it's worth it, y'all. I mean, we've put, we put some effort into it. You can, you can see the progressions that we make from now since then. It's a fun journey. Also, for I mean, and and I'm, please understand, I'm never putting anybody down when I say spiritual newborns. But for people who are coming on their path, in all of that information there, that are even if you've been on your path for a hot minute, there's a lot of information there that will be helpful for you, and you can kind of dig through and find out what would what you would need that would help you make sure you're getting right information from people who are really wanting to help you. And then for people who've been on their path for a hot minute, there might be some stuff there that will help you remember things you've forgotten along the way. I learn from almost every episode. And I've been on my spiritual path for a hot minute. So, I hope you all... Honey, we've all been on it. Well, me and you have. <laughs> <laughs> Phrasing. Anyway, love you. <laughs> May all your journeys be safe once. And we're going to transition off after that. Sacred had not yet been forgotten before I'm